All right, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Dynasty Gambit. As always, my main man, Jay, at FantasyJ77 on Twitter, over on the right-hand side of your screen. How are we doing today, Jay? Uh, if we could get some heat in the air anywhere in this world right now, global warming is really, really setting in, I see. Uh, no, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we are we are going into the, the semifinals for the for fantasy football, and I'm kind of stressing out. You know, I've got uh, out of the 20-ish leagues that I that I have, uh, 11 of them made it to the playoffs. Um, right now I am sitting with uh, – eight left in the playoffs after week one of the, of the playoffs. And I'm looking, I'm feeling pretty good about most of them feeling, feeling pretty good. Um, I had four buys. So, you know, now I had a couple, you know, a couple of teams that I didn't even have to play anybody last week and just kind of sit back and relax. And it was still, yeah. it was, yeah, I'm telling I still nail biting. Cause I was like, who am I playing? You know, that kind of thing, getting ready for this week, trying to, trying to get lineup set. And then, then the, then the news comes out that there's going to be no 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 clear weather at all anywhere that's playing football. We're going to have bad weather this weekend, so that's going to that's phenomenal phenomenal news. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm doing great. I uh, I am also at Devin Deal on Twitter for everyone following in. Um, yeah, I had some I had some bye weeks last week. I had the most devastating one is my uh, my home dynasty league, which is my original dynasty league. Um, I made it in. I was the third seed, so I didn't get a bye. But like my team, had it pretty good. But I did lose like Damian Pierce right beforehand. So I was, which he was only a flex starter for me. But I got a whopping 1.1 points out of Pat Fryermuth, Devont, uh, Dante Foreman, and uh, Miles Sanders. So thanks, guys. All three of you guys really uh, sealed my fate there in my fantasy league this week. So that kind of sucks, especially because. I have a nice little feud with the guy that I was actually playing. So we, uh, you know, he's one of the, he's a buddy, but we always give each other shit all the time. And he beat me 137 to 86. So I've been uh, taking a lot of shit this week. <laughs> yes. So and it was just brutal, man. I was just like, guys, really, this is what we're doing. Like, Fire Muse didn't even have a target. Like, it was just terrible, which, you know, that's, I have, uh, I have Godard in that league. So. You know, Friar Mews was just my backup. That's the only reason he was in. Not like I said, Dante Foreman was only in for Pierce. So it is what it is, but not a great way for my – that's my favorite league just because it's my original Dynasty League and all my buddies and stuff. So, But still looking good. I still got a decent amount. I think I have eight teams in currently out of my remaining 12 total. So looking pretty good. I had, to, I had about four bye weeks last week as well. So sounds like both of us are – Know what we grew in, you know, hosting the Dynasty show. Maybe we actually, you know, kind of have this thing, uh, you know, figured out a little bit. We, no, I don't, I'm not going to say figured out because, you know, it, it's <laughs> Dynasty. Everything changes on a, on a, on a daily. So let's, let's not right. jinx ourselves by saying we have it figured out because that's not <laughs> happening. I'm not doing it. I'm not, right. I'm not riding that train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just for the fans. Yeah, we totally know what we're doing, but we all know the right. truth. We just, that's, you know, yeah. we're getting lucky out here, you know. That's right. But, that's uh, exactly right. But yeah, so uh, welcome into the show, everybody. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, you know, going forward, you know, we're into the end of the playoffs um, for every single type of format of fantasy going forward. So I think we're going to be, you know, a little bit shorter on the episodes. We're still going to give you all the information you need. But, you know, just with so many players injured at the moment, quite frankly, and a lot of the teams uh, getting ready to start resting some of their players as they make a push for the playoffs. There's going to be less and less content to actually talk about on a weekly basis. So, you know, going forward, we will have, you know, a little bit of a hiatus. I think 
you know, we're still working out the details of what we're doing, but we'll let you know every week what the plan is. Um, so with that being said, we do have tonight's game. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Jets. Uh, over under 37 and a half with Jacksonville at minus 120. So just quick thoughts. We'll dive into this a little bit later, but what are your quick thoughts on tonight's matchup? Not a great uh, fantasy, you know, heavily involved with a lot of fantasy players, but it's still to be pretty good. The Jags have been looking pretty good lately. The Jets have been surprising this year. So what do you think about tonight's matchup? Yeah, I mean, well, it, it, this is going to be a common theme, um, you know, ac across most of these games, you know, you know, tonight. Anything that's up north, um, you know, Cleveland, any of those games, it's, this is going to be a very, very common theme going through this week is going to be the weather. Um, yeah. From from one of the one of the uh, Twitter uh, Twitter followers, the, the, the Twitter that I follow um, and get a lot of the the weather information from uh, is uh, uh, is Kevin Roth. Uh, it's at Kevin Roth WX on Twitter. Definitely a great follow. He does he does some great work with the weather. Um, and he, and he updates it a great bit. So his last tweet, uh, he's got another tweet going to be coming out here just before kickoff, I believe. Um, but he's, he, you know, don't think you should panic and swap out your best players that are in New York right now. Um, it's not great. It's, uh, it's going to start mostly dry, uh, heavier rain, you know, m moving into the second half is, is where it's going to be. But the, the, the biggest problem is going to be the wind, the, the, the sustained winds I want to say are somewhere, you know, 15 to 20 miles an hour gust, you know, 30 mile an hour, potentially 40 miles an hour later on. So what that tells me is that, you know, it's going to be a rush, rush, rush the ball game. And so when I'm looking at that, I'm, I, I, I jump over to like what underdogs got uh, they're, right now. They're sitting with like Travis Etienne at 70 and a half rushing uh, yeah, that, that number. If it's going to be a solid rushing game, that number seems a little bit low right before we came on, you know, we got the, the alert that, that uh, Zonovan Knight is going to play tonight. Um, he is suiting up and is going to be on the field. And again, his numbers for just for rushing is 63 and a half. So, I mean, I, I, I do like those. Um, and th that tells me th those numbers are a little bit lower than what I think they can be because, yeah, the Jets defense is, is nice and powerful. Um, they, they've, done, they've done very good against the, the, the pass as well as the run this year. And we saw where, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars to start the year was very, very good. And then they just kind of eh, came back to, came back to earth quite a bit. Um, so it's going to be an interesting game. I don't see it being a high scoring game. Um, you know, right. something, something, I think the over under was like 33, 34, somewhere in that range. Yeah. 37 and a half. 37 and a half. So yeah, it's not, yep. a, it's not a, I don't think there's going to be a ton of scoring. And I think, you know, just hang on one second. Let me, <laughs> the, the dog is over here whining. The, uh, th that, that, the scoring that's going to happen is going to have to come on the ground via touchdowns. You know, I don't think you're going to get a lot of field goals uh, with the wind that's going. Yeah. They're probably not even going to attempt too many long ones either. That's, you know, I think the, you know, most of the time, I think most teams are comfortable about 55 yards, depending on the kicker. Uh, you're probably not going to see that tonight. You're probably going to see, okay, we actually need to make it to the 25 yard line before we send our kicker out there instead of like the, the 35 or something like that. So, uh, yeah, you're definitely gonna you know gonna shape the game a little bit with some of these field goals that are probably you know gonna be a little bit restrictive tonight on what they let their guys attempt. So it'll be interesting to see that because both of these kickers I wouldn't say are top notch either. <laughs> yeah, hang on one second, Kevin Kevin Roth again, Kevin Roth WX over there uh, on Twitter just tweeted out. He said, "I hate to flip flop a bit, but 
Um, they got about two hours uh, before the heavier rain uh, comes in, so it's likely going to be in the first, you know, back into the first half because it's looking like it's pouring pretty good up there in Philly right now. Yeah, so there's a, there's definitely a big front heading their way, and you know, like most of the U.S. right now, it's pretty cold out there, so it's going to be. Not their best, you know. It's gonna be football weather. That's what we got tonight, you know. I don't, you know, football weather has white stuff falling out of the sky, and I know you know about that, but yeah. you know, <laughs> no, football weather does not have uh, a lot of wind um, involved right, in that. I don't right. classify wind as football weather. That that takes away from the game. <laughs> definitely, definitely, and um, yeah. Like with that being said, too, some of the injuries tonight. So Cam Robinson tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, knee, he is out. Um, and then for the Jets, you have Mike White, Denzel Mims, and Corey Davis. Um, Mike White, just with those terrible rib shots that the Bills placed on him, just fracturing multiple ribs. That guy's a trooper, man, getting back in that game when he did. But understandably still out. I'm sure that's a terribly painful injury, especially if you're getting knocked around uh, as a Jets quarterback. And then uh, Denzel Mims and Corey Davis, like I said, both have concussions. So neither one of them have been major contributors this year, but – that's what you're dealing with when you're talking about the Jets. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, and then, you know, just some other news and notes from the week, still sticking with the injuries here. So uh, Jonathan Taylor, officially on the IR, done for the year, uh, capping off his terrible <laughs> season. Not terrible, I guess, but definitely you didn't take him 101 to get the season you got from him. So just, you know, bad for everyone that's uh, made it to the playoffs despite his play, hoping that he will, uh, you know, contribute in some form, but he's done for the year. Um, so we actually got news that Hurts and Lamar Jackson are both not going to play this weekend. So it looks like it's Minshew Mania time, and I do believe it is still Huntley. Um, that will be, which is weird. I don't know. Do you know, just a little sidebar, is his nickname like Snoop or something? I, you know, I saw that today as well. Um, and the, the way I understood that was, I guess, Harbaugh called him that in like a presser. Was like, yeah, we're just gonna roll with Snoop Huntley today or this weekend. <laughs> okay, because I was like Snoop Huntley, because you know, there's that Snoop. Uh, was it Snoop, Snoop Connor? Or something Snoop like Connor. That? Yep, Snoop Connor. Yeah, yeah. down of Jackson Jaguars. So I was like, okay, maybe there's another Snoop that's a quarterback that has the same last name. Like that'd be a little weird, but I was like, I don't know who this is. So it's kind of weird that I got the notification that actually be a Snoop. But yeah, so is they're it, still gonna be rolling with Huntley then. Yeah, it's so. his alter ego. Snoop. <laughs> right. Yeah, just some, you know, just just those two right there, man. Those are devastating injuries, the fantasy playoff team, especially Hurts and JT. Yes. You know, I mean, like I said, JT wasn't being the best, you know, form of himself, but still it's a solid lineup. If you throw him into your lineup and you know, have that running back position, you know, see what he can do for you. And then Hurts obviously is an MVP candidate this year. So definitely yeah, can, uh can you imagine the 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 manager out there that's got he's got to be pulling his hair out if he if he had if he had three of these four you know lamar jackson you know uh 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 um oh god i just lost it um jt and, and not hurts uh oh lord uh murray Ky kyler murray oh yeah <laughs> if, you, if you had those three as you're starting and especially in a super flex you lost both your quarterbacks and you're starting running back, which you probably spent high draft capital on, you know. So it's yeah. If you if you've got any of those guys, you're 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 just yeah. That's got oh, yeah. that's got to suck. That's, we got drop drop the mic. FF saying What's hey. Up? So hey, appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in, buddy. Um, so yeah, that's uh you know back to the hurts thing. I actually have him in the Superflex league and carried me through a, a buy last week, and that my reward. 
is I don't get a start in this week. And my only other quarterback on that team is uh, the Jets quarterback himself. Uh, <laughs> the Milford? Uh, so, yeah. So uh, not not a great, you know, going from Hurts MVP candidate to the opposite of an MVP candidate as your starting quarterback in the Superflex League. And I have no other quarterback to start. Uh, not looking good for the old uh, number one seed over here. So uh, yes. probably going to be pretty painful for me this week in that league. So, But uh, some other news and notes. So uh, Khalil Herbert on the Chicago Bears activated off IR. Uh, same with uh, Godert on the Eagles. He's activated. He's ready to go. Um, and Kenny Pickett is going to start this week uh, for the Steelers. And I did see also that Chase um, – on the uh, Commanders has been activated as well. First time since uh, he Chase actually, Young. yes, Chase Young. Since um, I guess you got to need to clarify since there's uh, Jamar Chase out there. But yeah, Chase Young. Chase Young is uh, activated and he's going to be making his season debut coming off an ACL injury from last year. So uh, right. a lot of some some good players coming back. Like I said, Kenny Pickett. If you have to start him in a pinch, I guess you are here in the playoffs. Um, Goder should be a big help and guess we got to kind of see what happens with Herbert, you know. I mean, you never know with the Chicago Bears. Justin's found his footing. Um, and then Montgomery's been decent and serviceable, um, just as always. I mean, he's always been a pretty solid running back. So, don't know if they're going to ease him into the game plan or just let him eat. So, uh, what do you kind of think about some of those guys there? Yeah, I'm interested to see what, uh, you know, what Chase Young is going to be able to do. Uh, he's He's been out for such a long time. Um yeah, and, and he's going to be going up against you know the likes of Christian McCaffrey and and that sort out there in San Francisco. Um, the uh, the other one that they, I'm I'm interested to see how much Goddard helps, um, especially having you know Minshew who hasn't played all year. Um, I mean, you can't you can't expect him to play uh, hell because you had Jalen Hurts. So, but right. you know with th- that offense to me that offense is so good. Um, and that offensive line is is just as good. It, you know, they're a top three, top four offensive line. I think I think they'll be able to uh, withstand a little bit. And I think surprisingly, I think Minshew's going to have a decent game. Um, so I'm looking forward to that game. It's in Dallas, so that should be fun. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he can do. He's, I've always thought he's been a decent quarterback. I think a lot of people think he's you know pretty solid. I think he's one of the better backups now. It could be you know starting for a handful of teams, I would say probably. But you know he's always been a pretty accurate you know passing quarterback. You know always has a really high completion percentage stuff like that. So with AJ Brown and those guys in there, you just need to get the ball in their hands. You know you don't really got to be trying to make these elite passes or anything like that. Yeah, and I know it's coach speak um, when when they say it, but you know, yeah, Sirianni did come out this week, and one of the things he said was, uh, "We need to, you know, we we missed opportunities to get Sanders the ball, and we need to get him more involved." And I'm like, okay, well, that's you know, Miles Sanders does not want want you drafting him for your fantasy team, but Sirianni sure does want you to play him. <laughs> Yeah, Sirianni, you still cost me a matchup last week, so a little too late for me, but that's, I guess, you know, another story. But some other notable uh, injuries that we have going on, especially, you know, for our playoff-bound players out here. Um, you know, Chris Olave is not going to play with a hamstring. It's a huge injury, uh, huge loss for a lot of teams out there. Tyler Lockett hurt his finger during last week's game, so he got you some points last week, at least, you know, to – Hopefully get you through to this round, but this week you are not going to be able to play him. And then uh, not really noticeable. I mean, a notable name, Claypool, but he's still going to be out this week. I don't think you're really 
depending on him at this point in the season, he hasn't really been dependable in weeks. But, uh, yeah, just some pretty bad injuries there. If you, I mean, people are just dropping like flies. I mean, there's mm-hmm. other injuries. You know, Devin DuVernay also hurt his foot. He's on the IR. Caleb Huntley towards Achilles. He's on the IR. Um, so just a lot of a lot of injuries out there, a lot of stuff that's going to hinder even who you can pick up on the waiver wire with some of these guys. So, uh, you know, definitely have your work cut out for you to win a championship this year. Yeah, one of the things was, you know, we, we try to get a lot of these injuries in there and, and we try to wait to the, you know, as close to as close to the uh, showtime as we can. And uh, normally, normally Brian's there, you know, Brian's taking care of some personal stuff tonight. So he's he wasn't able to jump on. But normally he's one that jumps in there and, and takes care of a lot of the a lot of the injury list for us. Um, So I was in there finishing, finish it off and, I, and I'm going through them all and. I think, you know, there's a lot of them that have, you know, 10, 15, and you're talking offensively and defensive players. But I got to the Rams, and it read like an encyclopedia. (laughs) There were so (laughs) many names. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. The Rams, they have been – they've been bad, but they've been bad because they have nobody playing. (laughs) Right, offense and defense, man. It's just – talk about, you know, I mean, most teams, you know, they get the Super Bowl hangover, but these guys barely even had a chance, man. They've just been injured all the way throughout. So, yeah, that's not too good for the defending champs. Like I said, they're not even going to make the playoffs this year. So, Uh, yeah, so, you know, some some interesting strategy you're going to have to deploy this week. Maybe some people you weren't planning on starting, you're going to have to start week i know there's a couple of these guys i have lock in the league i have a lobby in another league i'm in the playoffs and hurts like i said so i got some interesting moves i got to make as well the interesting one for me um you know going through the nfl and, and the injuries is going to be the caleb huntley we saw over the last couple of weeks where uh atlanta which you know absolute dumpster fire on the sideline for their coaching staff is i just don't even understand what they're doing sometimes but the the you know, putting him on the IR, that is is going to um, – uh, Algiers is going to be stepping into that role. And, he, and right. honestly, they, they've been putting him as basically the, the RB1 in that uh, on that team for the last couple of weeks. They've almost they've almost taken what – you know, the, the, the hybrid, you know, running back slash wide receiver Patterson and, and phased him out a little bit of the, the running game. So I like Algiers, and I like the playing him this week um, going up against uh, – I believe it's Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. Um, just double checking. I think it is Cleveland. Um, but it's in Cleveland, and again, weather game. It's gonna be it's gonna be nasty. Right. So that that's gonna be no, it's not Cleveland. Uh, New Orleans is playing Cleveland. They're playing Baltimore. Uh, but it's still. Um, let me see on my list here. I have. Yeah, that's it's still gonna be windy, and maybe not as maybe not as much rain. You know, with it being on Saturday and all, but um that's a quick psa though too i mean we got the one game tonight but we've got a full slate saturday yeah complete so opposite of last week actually because yes. we had three games saturday and a full game or full slate sunday we right. got a full slate saturday three games this sunday so yep a little bit of, but i will say now that we're talking about um tyler algier as well you've been eliminated from the playoffs. i think he's a great sell now especially on a dynasty team you know, they don't have a whole lot invested into them, so they could easily replace the running back position either by signing someone or trading or drafting someone. So, you know, value is going to be really high, especially this week. Going into this, maybe looking like it's going to be a run-heavy game. So if uh, I had any advice for anyone out there at Algier, I think now is almost the best time to sell high on him, get you some uh, better ammo for the upcoming draft or anything like that, because I definitely don't think he's holding on to that job. I, I mean, he's not going to get cut by any means, but – 
I do see them bringing in some kind of competition if I had to guess. Yeah, the only the only way um, I, I'm just gonna pull his numbers right quick because I want to double check them. Yeah, he's he's he had a 49 percent of the snap share last week, 52 against Pittsburgh. You know, so then they had the buy. They played Pittsburgh. Had the buy. He got 49% snap share last week against New Orleans. 17 carries, 140 yards, 139 yards with a touchdown. He did get one target, caught the ball out of you know receiving work. Um, and then you compare that to like what Patterson was getting, you know, earlier in the year. I mean, Patterson still got 50% of the work in in the backfield last week, but you know, he's not. He's, I guess, he's not getting the 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 long runs because he 14, uh, 14 for 52. So he did and a touchdown. So I, I think, you know, they, if they run Algiers and they get, you know, they've got this week uh, and the next two, uh, if they're getting a hundred, if they get 103 yards against Baltimore and a touch, and then, you know, going into week eight, 16, uh, 17 rather. And, and he gets another hundred yard game, 90 yard game, uh, that game's against Arizona, which is very, very, very possible. And then the week 18 matchup against Tampa, you know, if he gets 90 yards there, I don't know that they can Atlanta as a team can sit there and go, yeah, we got to, we got to find us a running back. No, I think you have one. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, you know, a lot of people are playing for their jobs now, right now, this time of year for next season too. So like I said, he's been coming on strong, but you know, I'm always looking to, down the road when it comes to running backs, you know, especially ones that were drafted in late rounds like that. So, to me, if you can get some good value out of them, might as well take it as of right now. No, 100%. Um, all right. So, before we move on to stock up, stock down, we're going to get into Underdog Fantasy. Promo code GF2. Uh, if you use that on Underdog Fantasy, you will get a 100% deposit matchup um, up to $100. So, you put 100 bucks in, use GF2 as your promo code. They are going to match that $100, giving you a total of $200. So we've been running that one for a while. It's a great one. Get in there, use it, take advantage of it, win some money. So with that being said, stock up, stock down. I'm going to kick it over to Jason with his stock up for the week. Well, it's getting crunch time. It's it's. I think almost all of these got to be low-hanging fruit for, right. for the stock up. The stock down has been really, really hard, I think. But, you know. <laughs> So stock up this week for me um, is J.K. Dobbins, you know, 120 plus yards, uh, back to back games. Um, and then he comes out and says he's not 100 percent healthy. Can you imagine if he was 100 percent healthy? And I mean, we right. know he's not 100 percent healthy because when he breaks that 40 yarder last week, it, you know, he just kind of looked awkward running the ball. But if he, if he was 100 percent healthy, he's gone. That, that That's not a 40 yard. That's a 65 yard rush. Right. Because um, he was gone. But he's getting double-digit carries now, uh, you know, and, and he's out-snapping Gus Edwards since he came off the IR. Um, just talked about, you know, Atlanta's run game up against Baltimore. Well, Baltimore, he's up against he's up against Atlanta in weeks uh, in week sixteen here. Who, by the way, gives up the seventh most rushing yards in all of the NFL? That's crazy. So he should have another big game. And then week seventeen, he's up against Pittsburgh. I mean, it looks like the Ravens are going to have something to play for in Pittsburgh, so you could see him run another 100-yard game. He could finish the season with, like, four straight 120-yard games, and that would be absolutely amazing coming off of the uh, the injury that he suffered. Right. So that, he actually, that's my uh, right No, I completely agree. I've always been a big J.K. Dobbins guy and really bummed out when he tore his ACL there and had a couple other injuries mixed in with that ACL. And 
Yeah, like you said, he just you know didn't have that breakaway speed the speed that we've seen him have before. So as the weeks keep going, hopefully he finds that and looks a lot better. Looks about the way he does. We know these injuries mm-hmm. take about you know a little over a full year to fully recover, unless you're you know Adrian Peterson. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I love that stock up. I think it's definitely trending that way, especially the running back situation with the Ravens has been a revolving door all season long. So looks like he's making his claim there now, if you will, for the, for the time being. So. With that being said, my stock up for the week is uh, Brock Purdy. Again, kind of low-hanging fruit here. But, yeah, he's been looking real good in that system. You know, I think he's a, you know, he's a solid quarterback. I don't think he's going to break the doors off of anybody with any of his, you know, with any of his throws or anything like that. But seven total touchdowns since in three weeks that he's taken over. Uh, one interception. So six of those being passing touchdowns. Um, just very pretty efficient with the ball, takes care of it, obviously, with not throwing the picks, which is the only thing you need on that offense. You know, you got Christian McCaffrey, you know, Kittle, everyone that we all know and love on that team. Um, so, yeah, Purdy just, you know, without being insulting, just needs to, you know, be a game manager, just, you know, do what he's doing. And, yeah, it's hard to – especially right now with you have Hurts injured, some other quarterbacks that are, you know, being benched like Matt Ryan stuff like that. If you were – able to grab Purdy. I think you're feeling pretty confident this week and going forward. He's got Washington this week, uh, Las Vegas next week, and Arizona to finish the season if they play that game and if you have playoff implications of that week. Most leagues don't, but I know some leagues do. So pretty juicy matchups going forward, but he is my stock up of the week. Like I said, low-hanging fruit there a little bit, but he is looking pretty pretty solid out there and uh, Maybe there's going to be a quarterback competition there in the spring if he keeps it up. Yeah. No, so, I like that. I think there's there's a lot to like about Brock Purdy. Did you hear uh, Shanahan come out and say, uh, I guess it was said earlier in the year, that he, he couldn't wait for Brock Purdy, that seventh-round draft pick, to get into games and see what he's got. And then, of course, you had the whole, you know, the injury and the Jimmy G uh, uh, drama and all that on the offseason and stuff. And then – and then he comes out there and does what he's doing. I mean, so question for you. Do you think at any – is there any way Brock Purdy is going to challenge uh, uh, Lance next year for that starting job? I will say I think they're going to give Lance every opportunity in the world to win that job and prove definitively that he is the guy going for. I mean, they gave up three first-round picks to move up and take him. Um with that being said, I do know this preseason, at least it was being rumored that he wasn't lighting anybody up, wasn't really impressing too many people. Uh, we didn't get to see much of him at all this season before he got hurt, and it was in that terrible typhoon game early in the season with the Bears. So they're going to give him every opportunity to succeed. They're not going to give up on someone they gave up three first-round picks for. But, I mean, I think he's going to be on a short leash, I will say that. But I do think Lance is going to be your starting quarterback uh, week one next year, barring any injury or setbacks. Oh, and I agree 100%. And I, but I also look at it and go, okay, Lance is going to be the starter. Now they can just say, okay, Jimmy G can go wherever. Right. Because now you are you have seen what this guy can do. And if nothing else, he's just as good as Jimmy G. Agreed. Right. Yeah. You got, I mean, you have a solid backup potential starter going forward. If you do want to give up on him, on Lance at least, I'm sure someone you're going to get some kind of draft return. Uh, you're not going to get three first-round picks, obviously, but you're going to get a decent return if you do want to move away from that. But, yeah, Lance is going to be the guy next year. They just have way too much invested, and these teams don't give up first-round picks like that and give up very easily. So um, so with that being said, um, I'm going to keep repeating uh, Jay and myself here that is low-hanging fruit for this week. It was really hard uh, on kind of the opposite end uh, for stock down. 
Um, I actually struggled quite a bit with Stockdown. Uh, I have been for a couple of weeks now, but I'm going to go with Tyler Higby. You know, the, earlier this year, he was a pretty reliable tight end. You know, I mean, tight end's not very deep to begin with, but he was giving you solid numbers the you know, very beginning of the year. But he is basically unstartable now at this point, especially if you're in the playoffs. I don't know how you can be throwing him in your lineup uh, with any kind of reliability, anything like that, because last three weeks he's had 14 yards, 11 yards, and 27 yards. And that's with him being on the field at least 84% of the time. So, I mean, he's on the field, he's out there doing stuff, but, you know, Baker Mayfield, like we've all seen, he's just not the guy we thought he was going to be. Um, can't get the ball to anybody, but, I mean, if you're getting less than 27 yards from your tight end, probably need to look elsewhere. So he is my stock down for the week. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tyler Higby? Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you because his numbers say that he's a stock down. I mean, he's getting the targets. He's, you know, just last week, four or five, you know, the problem is, is he only had 27 yards, which I guess is not horrible, but right. Uh, and and what I I guess what saved him was was the touchdown, you know. But that was the first touchdown all year. So there's, yeah. there's but I mean it's a tight end, so I mean it's a you know get you a get you a roll of quarters and start flipping them because you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna need that whole roll when you when you start putting these names out to like uh it's just it's an ugly landscape in in tight end right now. Yeah, especially they got Denver this week, who has you know has been a pretty solid defense all year long. So um, I don't know if they've been that great against the tight ends, I will say, but at least their defensive unit on the whole is a pretty solid unit. So um, definitely, if you have a better option, a more reliable option, maybe someone with a little more upside, be looking elsewhere in your playoffs this week. So, uh, who is your stock down for the week this week, Jay? Uh, well, I'm going back to that, like we said, we're getting low-hanging fruit here, and I'm calling out on Marquise Brown right here. Um, just, you know, not been good. It has not been a good year for for Marquise. Um, you know, when D-Hop, when D-Hop was out, he was okay. Um, he gave us a couple of those 20-point weeks, you know, a 28-point week in there. But then since D-Hop's come back, and, and of course now Marquise was injured as well, but since D-Hop's come back and, and now D, uh, uh, D, um, Marquise is back and, and, and is allegedly healthy, um, I don't know, seeing a questionable tag on him now, so I don't know what's going on there. I have to go back and look, but you know, he's, he's not getting the, the targets. Um, we, Kyler's not there no more. Uh, now McCow, uh, McCoy's gone, uh, with the injury, so now he gets Mr. McSorley, um, out of yeah. Penn State, which is I found out last night that this is like his 74th year in the NFL, you know, age 29 <laughs> already. It's like he just got in the NFL and he's so bad. Um, but you know. In the, in the three games returning from his own injury, he has not even reached 50 yards receiving, uh, which is, I mean, the old Hollywood Brown last year, you know, with right. with, Huntley, with Huntley, you know, playing uh, quarterback. 50 yards, he was doing that in one play. He's not even getting close to that in a whole game anymore. Um, and, you know, with with McSorley being there, I don't think McSorley is going to throw the ball down the field. It's going to be more – D hop, he's gonna he's gonna pepper D hop with targets, in my opinion. If if they even throw the ball a ton. And then right. the other one, the other one that I like in that offense, which is where you know I'm knocking Marquise down, is is uh is it Dorch? Um yeah. I mean you look at his uh a dot and he's four yards, four yards. It's dead on four yards, which is a perfect, perfect spot for McSterler to be throwing the ball. Right. Yeah, you know, I just don't see him stretching the field with Marquise. Yeah, and they I get agree. Tampa this week, and that's gonna be a bad matchup for him. Yeah, and then not only that, but just, you know, Kyler's, you know, in danger of starting the beginning of the season next year, too. So, you know, your outlook just on Marquis, especially in a dynasty format, 
uh, not looking too great as right now. He's basically a flex option. So, you know, I don't think you can rely on him actually as a top three wide receiver at the moment. So uh, he's still young. And, I mean, he showed flashes this year. But, yeah, definitely definitely stock down worthy for sure. Yep, yep. So, all righty. So let's just keep it on rolling here. Like I said, this is, if you did join us at the beginning of the show, it is going to be kind of a quicker, shorter uh, dynasty gambit for the next couple of weeks. Uh, just because, you know, it's just the way the season's playing out, all the injuries, everything like that. So we are going to get into who we think is going to win tonight, followed by the Chrome Dome parlay plays of the night. Um, so let's just go ahead and kick it over to Jay. What is your prediction for tonight's game? Yeah, I, like I said earlier, it's going to be a lot of, lot of, lot of wind, a lot of rain. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not – the 37 and a half is just too much for me, I think. Um, I got to do math real quick in my head. No, yep, 37 and a half is just a little too much, just a hair too much for me. I'm taking Jacksonville, 1917. I don't even know how they're going to do that without field goals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, – I have Jacksonville winning as well, and I'm just under uh, the over. 37 and a half is the over under. I have a 37 point total with Jacksonville winning 23 to 14 tonight. So not too confident with the Jets, especially given the quarterback position and the play he's shown over the last last well, this whole season, I guess, when he's been in. And uh, Lawrence has been looking amazing. I mean, he looks like he's kind of turned a corner, figured some stuff out, takes some of these guys a little bit longer sometimes, even the elite prospects like what Lawrence was. But he's been pretty impressive the last few weeks. Yeah, I, I'm having to change my 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 thing because of the because of the weather right now. So I, I'm working on that, but I'm with you with you on that. All right, got you. No problem. So as he's looking uh, looking to change some of his parlay recommendations for tonight, <laughs> uh, I will still go in and say uh, so. Yeah, just a little more on the whole Lawrence situation. The one thing that's kind of been um, a little perplexing to me, if you will, is you know they traded uh, they traded J Rob to the Jets. So there's a little bit of a, you know, if he even touches the field tonight, you know, a little bit of motivation there for him possibly to have a good game. But with that being said, ETN has just not been too great um, the past few weeks. You know, I mean, he started off looking just insanely good uh, after they traded Robinson, was having 100-yard games, tons of touches. Um, the only thing that's kind of odd to me, too, is just that, you know, he's very involved in the pass game, at least in college. And they have not really utilized that at all. You know, I kind of thought more that he would be used almost like a Kamara type where, you know, you want to give him the, you know, the rushing attempts, maybe, you know, 14 times a game, give him, you know, eight catches somewhere in there and just see what he can do. So even with their success that they've been having, I'm kind of shocked that ETN has not been a bigger factor uh, the last few weeks. So do you have any thoughts there about the ETN situation with the Jags? Yeah, the, 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 the thing with ETN, I think is, you know, he's a speed guy. Um, he's not, he's not as shifty as people thought he was, or, you know, he, he didn't show shiftiness on film either. Um, he was that, he was that running back that he, if, if he got outside and then had a defender in his face, he would try to spin out of it. But that's a problem as well. Cause you're exposing your back as a running back. Um, but he, so he's not as shifty as, as some of these other backs. Excuse me. And I think he is. I think the foot, you know, being hurt last year and being out, it's it's again, you're talking about an injury that he was away from football for the whole year. I think it's just he's just now getting back into it. Even though him and Lawrence had a connection, you know, for three years at Clemson, it's still gonna take a little bit of time. Again, new coaching staff, new playbook, you know, it's taking that whole team a, a good bit of time. I'm not I'm not giving up on Travis Etienne by no means. And no, I think no. 
I think there's going to be, there's going to be, you know, and I think they saw that in, in practice as well. And that's why they were able to go, okay, we can let James Robinson ride. Uh, they got Jermichael hasty back there as well. So, you know, th- there's, I, I think that Travis Etienne is going to take, you know, a, a good bit of the, a good bit of the the work there and, and be just fine. Agreed. So with that being said, let's go ahead and kick it into the Chrome Dome parlays, even though Brian is not here with that Chrome Dome. Uh, we still got the Chrome Dome parlays of the week. I, as per usual, I'm going to leave it to the experts who actually get a play in parlays a little more than I do, since I am in a state that does not allow that. I don't have a lot of great insight. So I will let that be taken away by Jay. So have at it, sir. Yeah, so we're going to play a little bit of uh... – uh, it's going to be rough tonight again with the weather. So I originally was going over on uh, Trevor Lawrence's. Uh, it was it was actually at two twenty four and a half, um, and it's actually the the lines moved up to two twenty six and a half passing. And I was going to go over. Now I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under two twenty six and a half passing, um, especially now getting that news that the weather's going to come in sooner than the second half. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to go under there. Um, ETN, uh, I was looking at his rushing numbers, like I said earlier, his rushing number. And again, I'm looking at underdogs, so y'all can play right along with me. It, it, his rushing yards, uh, 70 and a half are very, very interesting, but I'm going to push it a little bit more and I'm going to go ahead and do 87 and a half rushing and receiving total. And I'm going to go over right there. Cause I think that can, that can be something that would be, uh, definitely playable, um, I mean, I mean, I'm giving you know 17 more yards, 17 and a half more yards, roughly, uh, or 17 more yards, roughly, and and I can get that even rushing. So I, I think I'm still safe there at 87 and a half. Um, the uh, Elvin Ingram, Evan Ingram has getting has been getting peppered, <laughs> peppered. I don't even know if peppered's the right word to be quite honest. He is getting just about everything thrown to him that Trevor Lawrence can pick up. And that includes the kitchen sink the last couple of games. <laughs> I mean, he's gotten here's listen to this since their bye week in week 11. Okay. They played uh, Baltimore at home. Evan Ingram got one target caught that ball. The next week he played at Detroit. That was the week that, you know, Degas got blown out. He got seven targets, caught five of them. Well, then they figured out, okay, well, Evan Ingram is, does know how to catch the ball again. You know, we, we, we saw it in college. We didn't see it. You know, we saw it the first year in New York, and then we haven't really seen Evan Ingram catch the ball. So then the next two weeks at Tennessee, 15 targets, catches 11 of them, 162 yards, two touchdowns. Last week, 10 targets, catches eight. Now, he didn't have the touchdown, only 62 yards. But, I mean, just in the last two weeks, he's gotten 25 targets. That's that's more targets than most wide receivers are getting in two oh, weeks. Oh, yeah. You know, so I'm going and here's I, I'm looking at it right now just to be just to be 100 percent sure his line four receptions and it's got to be all weather related, but they can come out there and do that in the first drive. So give me give oh, yeah. me over over on Evan Ingram. Now, if 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 he gets it in the first quarter, we should be OK. Right. If he doesn't get four receptions in the first quarter. That's probably going to be a busted bet. So I'm I'm banking that they're going to come out knowing the weather is coming. They're going to try to throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball as quick as they can, get down the field, get a couple scores before they have to, you know, result is running the ball the rest of the the rest of the game. So that's that's the one there. And then the only other one I would add to it um, is, and of course, underdog does not does not do the anytime uh, that I have found yet. Um, but Garrett Wilson anytime touchdown. If you can if you can add that on there, that would be 
phenomenal. Uh, but speaking of the underdog, we have some special stuff coming this offseason. I do believe that we will get into with underdog, and it's going to be fun, fun, fun for all the Gambit listeners. Oh, yeah, definitely. A lot of a lot of stuff in the fire going right now. It's going to be a lot of fun once we announce some of this stuff. So looking forward to that. And also regarding Evan Ingram, I like all these uh, over-unders that we have here with the parlays. So good job on that as well. Um, but, you know, Evan Ingram does have a pretty juicy matchup uh, for the playoffs here. He has the Jets this week and then he has Houston next week. So could potentially, you know, help you out here in the, as we push for the fantasy championships. So keep an eye on him. If you have him, you know, fire him up. If you – Maybe want to buy low on him. You know, I think he might be able to make something happen there. So, uh, so yeah. So, with that being said, that is it for us today. Uh, so, I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to Jay, let people know what's going on with you, where they can find you, all that type of good stuff. Yeah, you can find me at, like right here. That's where you're finding me right now, Thursday nights, <laughs> 7, 7 o'clock on the gambit. Uh, on Wednesday nights, I am over on uh, a, a Fantasy Intervention, um, where we do a lot more redraft uh, there as well. Um, but we, you know, you can find me in the Discord. You can at me in the Discord. You can at me on Twitter. Uh, drop a DM, whatever. Uh, that is uh, at FantasyJ77. Spell out the J, FantasyJay77. Yeah, hit me in the DMs. My DMs are open. Um, you know, start set questions, uh, you know, trade questions, anything like that. Now, I'm not the, I'm not the end all be all. Don't take it that way. I, <laughs> I, I just give you my recommendation. Um, and then we go from there. But I am, I am a voice that you can actually bounce stuff off of and we can argue, you know, not argue, but we can discuss it back and forth and you can go with Jason. You suck. I'm doing my (laughs) way. And I'm like, all right, cool. At least you got it out of your system. Right. Yep. I will echo that same exact thing. You can reach me at Devin Beal on Twitter. I actually have had a couple of people reach out to me regarding some trades. So I appreciate everyone reaching out. Like I said, just like to give my opinion on it. Hopefully it works out for you, you know, but I try to give you the best, uh, and analysis I can there on what the trade is, long-term effects, everything like that. So I am also in the Discord, so you can hit me up in there as well. Uh, that's free for everybody to join. So we tweet out that link pretty frequently. So if you see, if you're wondering where it's at, I'm sure you'll be able to find a link here shortly. Uh, you can search any of our Twitter pages and see it. Um, so we'll, you know, keep that going, join that in, and then next week we will be back for the fantasy championships uh, for about 90% of the playoff. Uh, formats out there so thanks again for joining everybody this week on the dynasty gambit and we will see you next week